This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In the 1970s and 80s, the U.S. media advanced a scare campaign centered on an ingredient commonly found in American Chinese food, monosodium glutamate, or MSG. While the case for MSG's deleterious health effects was the anecdotal account of a single physician, news outlets eagerly ran with the panic, popularizing the racist term Chinese restaurant syndrome, linked to an array of ambiguous allergic reactions. Out of economic necessity, Asian-American eateries of all varieties responded by purging the ingredient from their kitchens, assuring customers via menus and signage that their fare was MSG-free. And while ultimately this syndrome was proven to be a hoax— the association of MSG with health risks unfortunately persists, especially among older demographics. The discovery of MSG is credited to Japanese chemist Kikune Ikeda, who isolated the compound in 1908, and in so doing coined the term for the so-called fifth flavor, commonly found in foods like parmesan, mushrooms, and soy sauce. A century later, restaurateur Adam Fleischmann opened a Los Angeles burger bar based around the savory flavor, naming it for the term first classified by Ikeda. The outlet arrived just as the gastropub burger trend was hitting its stride, and it was popular with Angelinos, leading the company to expand throughout the Southland and beyond. Today, the chain has two dozen locations across the country and dotted around the globe. Marketing is a hell of a thing. As Natasha Geeling hints at in Smithsonian Magazine, if Fleischmann's chain had been called MSG Burger, it never would have gotten past a business plan. But naming it for the savory flavor that MSG produces, well, you might be a trendsetter in American chain restaurants. This week on Doughboys, we return, once again, to Umami Burger. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, single and looking to Pringle, the spoon man, Mike Mitchell. All right. Looking to Pringle. That came via Luke, who writes, love your podcast, the most consistently hilarious podcast in the fucking game. Thanks. Roastspoonman at gmail.com. Very nice and very wrong, Luke, but thank you for writing in. I feel like looking to Pringle, that you can solve that pretty quick. Like, that will be something that, like, uh... Well, but also, you're a a lazy man. So if you didn't have Pringles at the ready... Okay, well, you do have Pringles at the ready. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mitch, re- Mitch literally reached out of frame and grabbed a can of Pringles. <laughs> I'm looking to Pringle. Wow. Okay. Wags, uh, how's how, a warm day today? I picked up Irma earlier. My mom mm-hmm. is here still. Um, right. I told her to go sit in the car until the podcast is over. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. It's a hot day. Don't have your elderly mom in a hot car. Uh. Picked up Irma earlier today on a hot day. This didn't help. She put her paw in my mouth. Just her let her like her leg almost like mm. hit the back of a hit the dongle on the back of my throat. Ugh. Um, I know. That far back? <laughs> yeah. Tickled your uvula? Yeah, she tickled my uvula. Thank you. Jesus. I knew you would I knew you would know the term for that. 
You've done it yourself, I'm sure, plenty okay. of times. All right. Um, howdy ho to Spoon Nation. I didn't want to do that in front of our guest. <laughs> you don't have that's to. How the, it's how the podcast works, though. Yes. <sighs> um. All right. Here's a drop, Wags. I uh, do we have to play a drop today? I guess is my question. It's a good guest. Yeah. We have we have bad guests a lot of the time. All right. Don't don't say that. A lot of our guests listen to the show. They think you're talking about them. Well, I probably am. <laughs> we have a great guest. We have occasional mm-hmm. duds, but today's de- today's guest is very much not that. No. Yes. Rhymes with dud, but is no dud. Oh, nice little tease there. Thank you. Was it? Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if it was a good tease. All right, here we go. Here's a drop. We've already wasted too much of our guest time. Here we go. My life is brilliant. My love like is a, a like a witcher warlock could make do. Yes. With Wally or Irma, if no other option was. I available. mean, especially Irma. You've seen Irma. She's she, yeah. Wally has a little bit more pronounced white on his face. And Irma's Irma's pretty. She's 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 got some black and white, but she's she's more she's more black. <laughs> they're both they're both beautiful. They're both of them are beautiful, baby, beautiful. What are you You're doing? I don't know. I don't, it's not really a character. <laughs> well, it's been played. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, our guest Bud left. <laughs> um. Hey, Mitch, Weiger, Emma, Wally, and Irma, and Dropking? Question mark. Happy holidays. Long-time listeners, first-time submitters over here. We love the pod and are thankful for everything you do. Looking forward to the upcoming Beautiful Guy Netflix limited series. Seasons Eatings, Connor and Aurora from Rochester, New York. November 22nd, 2020 is when that was from. So it just got played. All right. So they may have fallen off and found another podcast by this point. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe someone let them know. (laughs) <laughs> listen to some far right podcast which Mitch, this will su- this will someday be as well we'll opportunistically try to take a hard right turn at some point to mm. probably boost our patreon numbers it's inevitable <laughs> but before we do that mitch th- yes. that drop was all about your love for your cats wally and irma our guest today also a cat guy we'll get into right. that a writer, director, and producer whose films include The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Trainwreck, and The King of Staten Island, and Netflix's Love, featuring our own Mike Mitchell, Judd Apatow. Hi, Judd. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so ill right now. I've had the fever. Uh, I've had the flu <laughs> three times in six weeks. Not oh, COVID, man. we don't think. Yes. Yeah, so like, like, you uh, know, I could be one of those people that the tests don't read it. You know, yeah. like maybe yeah. my system's different. But I literally... This is the third time in six weeks I've had, like, fever, chills, no explanation, had a blood test, they see nothing, or maybe I'm just crazy. Have you seen Aaron Rodgers at all lately? Were you in the vicinity of Aaron Rodgers? Well, the thing about Aaron Rodgers is I remember he was on Pete Holmes' podcast, and he told a story about seeing aliens, and I somehow feel it's all connected. I feel like it's all connected to his worldview. Yes, I can see that. There's definitely some crossover (laughs) You, cool. you, don't, you don't know what you believe. You don't know what to believe. That's all. Right. It's like an X-Files right. kind of a situation. 
Wow, one of the cool that is crazy to me that he saw aliens, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Go hunt down the old uh you made a weird podcast. He had a full alien story. Not that I don't wow. believe that kind of a thing. I think even our government has said we don't know what some of these things are. There's a lot of, were there like <laughs> hundreds of sightings from uh fighter pilots. So why would we not believe him? Yes, it's true. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the pills, the tic tacs, wags that the the that everyone had seen to seem to seem seemed to see the white little. Wait, what did you, know you say? The tic tacs, the little white tic tacs ships. You don't know about oh. the white tic tac ships? No, I thought you were saying. I thought you were t- trying to say tic tock and getting it wrong. Tic tacs? What are they? What the hell are you like alien tic tocs? No, I'm saying t- there's the tic tac ships, like the 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 white. Pill, Judd knows oh, what I'm like about. the the like these ships are shaped. They have the same form yes. factor as a tic tac. Mm. Got it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which really isn't that technologically advanced when you think about it. No. No. Just as a shape, like is that the most aerodynamic shape? It doesn't seem like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like one. Maybe they're much uh, less technologically advanced than us. They just get here. They're they're impressed by our fighter jets. Like, like, they know man. how to get here, but yet yeah. with really shitty equipment. <laughs> yeah. Gotta invest There's like a scenario a where I could be a god to these people. I'm so intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Next level intelligence compared to the Tic Tac people. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here even in a an ill state. I passed right. out. Uh, and then I was like, should I cancel? I, it was a lot of canceling discussion. I moved it from earlier today to late. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to roll with the I'm sick attitude and just be real with you. I'm going to be real with you guys. Judd, that feeling of canceling hours before the show, I think it's something every guest goes through. It's (laughs) something that happens on this pod. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get the sunk, right. The sunk cost fallacy of I already ate the meal. So might as well talk about it. I think also I, I just I just will say that also you could be feeling sick because of the pod. That's another possibility. That's true. That's happened. That, that That's is happened true. Plenty times. Because now you know when you do podcasts, you know you, you're up late that night thinking what what did I say? Will it end my career? Sure. With, with that with that little <laughs> joke out of context in eight years when I when I get mm-hmm. hired on some network show, take me down. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm scared. I'm 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 giving myself a seven second delay because I can say anything. I, I might say some really pretty terrible things that are gonna <laughs> hurt whole communities and right. and my whole career. You know what? We're truth tellers. We're gonna leave it all in, unless you say not to. But we're gonna leave it all in <laughs> and let people hear the truth. That's the worst call. That's the worst call. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, it should. Uh, I, you know that whole thing that I said. I, I mean. Is there any way you could lose it? I mean. <laughs> the thing where I thought, talked about how Epstein is kind of a cool guy, even though yeah. he's done a lot of bad right. stuff, but yes. he's still cool. I mean, that whole, that whole section about my temple. I know, I mean, I said some things about my rabbi that I, I, I think might come across wrong. <laughs> and we're confidently saying you should keep it in. See, Weiger and I don't have to worry about the career thing. We're, fi- we're fine. No. There's yeah, nothing, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. You got Patreon. I'm flatlining right? anyway. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Patreon. Sure. That's all that. Yeah. If that goes, we're we're in trouble. But that's that's yeah. the only thing we. But uh, but Judd, I I gotta tell you, just Nick lift, listing off your your credits. Uh, forty. I was a late bloomer. 
and I, I lost my virginity just shortly before 40 year old version came out, which was the biggest relief ever for me because it was, uh, it made it was cool. like, a, it made me, it made me cool, <laughs> but it was about to be released. And I was so thrilled that, uh, that, I, that I was no longer a virgin because I just felt like yeah. I was going to live with those jokes for so long. And then the movie was <laughs> hilarious when I saw yeah. it. Well, you could, you could have used it. You could be like, Hey, you see that movie? I'm like that guy. <laughs> I'm all clean. I'm all clean. You know, the ending where she didn't mind? Well, you shouldn't mind either. <laughs> I remember when we were working on that movie and you, we were trying to figure out how Catherine Keener would react when she found out. And, yeah. and, and then we realized, oh, she would just go, oh, that's better. Because who really wants like a filthy penis? <laughs> a filthy, really overused penis. You, you, you would be kind of happy that you weren't going to get a venereal disease or something. Right. Yeah, I think I think I think the opposite of of that you wouldn't wouldn't love. I feel you know what I mean, like a, a guy who's like a player or something like that, a P- a Pua fan, like a pickup yeah. artist. Mm. Which I know you, I know you live by that code, Nick. So I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of my religion. Um, <laughs> hasn't hasn't gone anywhere for me. Uh, I tried on my well, wife. Well, you got and she a wife. Like, just none of it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. She's like, what are you doing? Put yeah. those scarves away. I can't. I can't make any of that work in in the house at all. Hey, hon, what are you doing? Like, it all comes across creepy, even as a married person. Yes, I'm, I'm, cre- I'm creepy on all advances. <laughs> Nick is constantly. You're you're negging uh, Natalie constantly, right, Nick? Yeah, she negs me back, so it's just like she just outdoes yeah. me. Rightfully yeah. so. I mean, um, I deserve it. Judd, I got. I got. I got to start off with a with a big question. Something that I have always. I mean, look. You and Sandler lived together at one point, and to mm-hmm. me, that's just the coolest. You know, back when I would read comedy books or SNL books and like think about mm-hmm. what it was like to be there at you know, you know SNL in the '90s or the '80s or whatever. Um, well, at one point in the '80s, but for you and Sandler, Sandler living together—that is, I would, I would have, I would have died to be a, a, a fly on the wall in that situation. It just seems like. It must have been a lot of fun. Was this pre-Sandler SNL? Was that when you guys were living together? Yeah, it was right before SNL. He got SNL while we lived together. One day, he's like, I'm going to Chicago to audition for SNL. And at the time, he just mumbled on stage. He didn't do characters, really. And so I I thought, he's not going to get SNL. (laughs) Like, there's no part of me that thought he was equipped to do SNL. I thought he would be a big star, and it clearly... You know, it seemed like there was no way to stop this train. Even right. when he was completely unemployed, just his friends were like, yeah, he's the funniest of everybody. But he didn't, you know, do impressions. or He wasn't mm-hmm. like a second city person. He was a, a comedian who, you know, studied acting at NYU. And then he went there, and I guess a bunch of people auditioned in Chicago, and then he just left. But the funniest thing is that when he left, he just left all his stuff at the apartment and just never <laughs> came back. So he he still wow. paid his rent for, I mean, probably like a year where he just paid his rent. And when I packed up the apartment, he left like his driver's license and like really important, like his wallet. <laughs> like I have all that stuff here. I still have like his wallet with like his NYU wow. ID and, and all that stuff. I mean, he was just like that. He just he just moved forward. But it was yeah. it was funny just because, you know, there's that moment when when you're young and you're really into doing stuff, but no one will let you do anything. So yeah. you do some stand-up, but other than that, you're bored all day. 
And at the time, Adam really just liked to make people laugh who were just around him. You know, once you start working and you're making movies and you're exhausted, that becomes less appealing. But when you have tons of comedic energy and no audience, suddenly dinner becomes the funniest thing ever. And we were all aware that it was a special treat, that he he would go so hard. But that is the one thing is that when he got famous, he he just got quieter in those settings because it would be tiring and probably annoying to to do that for the rest of your life, to have that level of comic energy. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, what did you guys just as, as were you two single guys living at this place together at the, at the time? Is that correct? Um, um, I, I think we were kind of a little of both. Um, and, but I was just, you know, I was worthless. Truly. Yeah. I, 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 I was not good at any, in any situation when you talk about, uh, you know, being a player. Uh, <laughs> there's there's no one that was going to sink your night faster than me. Mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't get overflow <laughs> from anybody. That there was no scenario where anything would go my way. I mean, just spectacular failures mm-hmm. uh, all, all the time, and uh, very I sad. I mean, that's I why I wrote better. Forty Old Virgin. Yeah, I mean, Forty Old Virgin <laughs> really came from just like a series of humiliations. I remember I started doing stand up a little bit. I stopped. You know, I did stand up for about seven years, and then I stopped. And and then right before Forty Old Virgin, I just decided to go on all of these like shows, uh, like on cabaret, and I would just tell like really terrible sex stories and dating stories. And I don't know why I did, but I would really get explicit. And then. The next year, we worked on 40-Year-Old Virgin, and then suddenly they were all in the movie. You know, sometimes you feel like, Great. almost like you know you need to tell, you need to tell these, these stories creatively. To get them like, out there. Yeah, the, the universe is calling to you to, to, you know, tell all these things. What when So when you and Sandler were, were in this place, what were you guys eating? What was the... Uh, the in the in your in your twenties, your early twenties to mid twenties, yeah. what were you what were, what were you what were some go to spots for you guys? Because yeah. this is Los Angeles, so I'm guessing yeah. that probably sure. In and Out Burger or Carl's Jr. was around here. But was what was your guys' go to spots? The the main place we ate was the Improv, and so we would do spots at the Improv. They had incredible fettuccine Alfredo. Wow! And I would I would MC all night. Till about one one thirty in the morning, I would have them make me a double order. I literally would say, "Can I have That's double intense. the pasta and eat it at like one thirty in the morning?" And you know, back then when you're young, first of all, we're both skinny as a rail. There's no thought that we could ever balloon up, and there right. was also no thought that it could affect our sleep. Like you know, when you're young, you don't know that. You know, if I have a lot of food in my stomach, it might wake me up in the middle of the night. You don't know it, so you don't wake up, you know? (laughs) It's like, you know how when you're young, you don't realize there are uncomfortable beds or pillows? You just never would think, like, this isn't uncomfortable. You you don't know that sheets feel different. It was like that. And so we would eat so much food. It was always late night. Uh, The Jerry's Deli, uh, Uh, like cold water. Did that Mm -hmm. just close? I think I might have just... Close. Oh, did it really? I didn't. I didn't sure. realize that. But the one that has a bowling lane, uh, bowling yeah. bowling lanes attached yeah. to it, did it close? Because that, that's yeah. also. I think so. You would hear stories about Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld like racing to that restaurant, right? With like uh, after. Oh, yeah. um, they would, incredible, like matzo ball soup with big hunks of chicken and 
uh, I, I would have a, a bagel with tons of butter. I mean, that was as fancy as we got. And then if we wanted to get, you know, you know, go to a special meal, we would hit Red Lobster. Without irony, oh, it wasn't go. like wow. we were going to a bad place. You know, ironically, to us, we're like, we are going to go get lobster tonight. Uh, and loved it. There was there was one on, on Ventura. We were, we were in the Valley in, in North Hollywood. So those are like our main places. I mean, there was a great Chinese restaurant also on Ventura back then. Um, oh, man, I can't remember the name. I mean, we ate a lot of Chinese. I mean, coming mm -hmm. from New York, it made us feel like we were in New York to just be pounding sweet and sour shrimp. All day. <laughs> I uh Jerry if Jerry's closed down, that's a that's a hit to to the deli scene because Greenblatt's yeah. closed uh over yeah. uh yeah, a lot of delis didn't survive. That's so sad. Oh I, I I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, it looks like that the, their website says we have closed for now. My mm. my association with Jerry's uh, famous deli is the one in Westwood. I just remember when I was waiting in line to see uh the Phantom Menace. They mm -hmm. let us use the bathroom, and that was nice yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, like, going there. You know, we'd go at night after doing stand-up, yeah. and it was a great place because there were, like, interesting celebrities there. I remember seeing Soleil Moonfry there, like, oh, wow. in 1990. And you know who used to come in? was um, the guy that played the manager in the Partridge family. You'd see him at breakfast every day. He'd be wow. eating with, with this comedian, Johnny Dark, who I always watched when I was a kid on the Mike Douglas show. He was a great guy. So you'd see a lot of comedians would be hanging out there, uh, you know, all the time. And I remember I asked a waitress out on a date. Um, there was a really gross piece of, like, veiny gristle, and I asked her if she could uh, wrap it up for me so I could take it home. <laughs> that's, just, that's how I flirted back then. And uh, so I take her on a date, and I take her to see... Le Miserable. And so now I'm young and poor, so I buy student tickets at the Schubert. And I think that that means they're great tickets because you would give the great tickets to the students. So mm. we get there and we start walking up the stairs and walking up the stairs and walking up the stairs. And it's like three different balconies. We are literally on the, we're so high up, we're the top row that you can see, like, all the mechanics of the stage. <laughs> you can see wow. all the stage hands, and I did not uh, see her That's again. fun, though. I see the people behind the scenes who make it work. It's fun to see what <laughs> see, see what they're up to. It's fun to see how you turn a stage, how you get a turning stage to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be saying to her afterwards. It was fun <laughs> to see that stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to hear from so high up. You know, the voices don't match. Like, what you're hearing isn't matching their lips moving because you're so far away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, I, I quickly wanted to say that you waiting in line to see the phantom medicine, asking to go to the bathroom at the deli is one of the dorkiest things I've ever heard in my entire life, just to be... Just I just had a comment on it. It is you're in line for that the Phantom a, Menace and you asked Jerry's Deli if you could use the bathroom and they took pity on you and let you go. That was an experience because that was back before like, you know, every movie had assigned seating. So it was like, well, everyone was oh, lining yeah. up hours in advance yeah. to see this early screening of Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I remember uh, I, I remember Topher Grace came by the line at one point and asked people if they wanted they needed anything, which was like oh just a weird like wow. like, you know. Yeah, uh, I think he's a huge Star Wars fan, but it was just like a weird, uh, weird thing. And then I also remember the guy who was in the very front of the line, the guy who'd like camped out 
was seated next to my friend. Uh, we like split up and he got a seat like right next to him. And he said he like he the, the dude had been waiting in line for like 36 hours and he fell asleep. So and he oh, missed man. getting in first. No, he, oh, he fell, fell asleep during, during the, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that is terrible. That's, yeah. That's Have so you ever sad. like had like people be so loud around you in a movie theater, so many people on their phones that the mm-hmm. next time you go to a movie, you buy the seats next to you? <laughs> I wow. did that once. That's, I'm like, I can't wow. take it anymore. And I'm like, I don't want to sit next to these people next to me. And, you know, let me tell you something. That's where the Jobit Taylor money comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy out this theater. Um, Wags, also, Eyes Wide Shut came out that year. I'm sure you also were. Were you in line for that one as well or no? Yeah, I was. I well, I had like I couldn't see it opening night because I had this masquerade to attend. Um, <laughs> but then after I went to that, I went that weekend. Uh, Judd, you mentioned before before we started, uh, Mitch was trying to get his cat to come over to uh, keep him company. But you were uh, 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 getting your cat out of the room uh, for the record for audio purposes. You are a cat man. Well, I've always loved cats, mm-hmm. and then our family has always been allergic. But then. I don't know. We we just went for it. Um, and so we got a cat. Then we quickly got another cat. And then during the pandemic, my daughter Maud was in New York. And she got two cats. Then she oh, wow. came back and just left the cats with us. So now we have four <laughs> cats. And I don't think I would have gotten through the pandemic without without them. I, I, I hmm. we, we have become crazy cat people. We do have intimate relationships with them. And uh, we don't regret it. We, we have we we we're not embarrassed that the mm-hmm. o- that the only thing holding us together as a family mm-hmm. is our mutual love of the cats. Like we mm-hmm. might love the cats more than each other, but the <laughs> fact that they love the cats makes us love them for loving the cats. That's what it's turned into. I wow. I, I I I'm a huge. Wally and Irma helped me out big time through the pandemic. They were, I probably got them around probably during love is when I, when I first got them right. Wags or maybe, 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 maybe a little before love, but, but, uh, but by the way, I want, I I want to go back to another thing too, in a second, just the fact that a comedy club has fettuccine Alfredo. Could you just imagine UCB (laughs) like uh, having fettuccine Alfredo, like just a plate of fettuccine Alfredo. That was good. It sounded good. And a good burger. Some interns microwaving it. Oh, yeah. They had a big, like, you know, the big, like, eight-ounce hamburger. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good. Good burger and fries. They have a really good burger and fries right now, the improv. They, they like, wow. like, it's hard for me. You know, I stopped eating meat during the pandemic, just fish. And, this is uh, you know, and I'll tell you yes. why. Because uh, this person came to our house, and um, they had a duck. And they brought the duck to the house, and the duck behaved like our cats. Wow. And we had a moment where we went, there's no difference between the cats and the duck. So if we yeah. eat a duck, it's like eating our own cats. Yeah. And it just, we, we just suddenly felt bad. Although lately, I, you know, I'm, I'm weakening because I, I went to Jake Kasdan's house, and Jake has chickens. And the chickens were running around, pecking their food and giving each other a hard time. And I thought, 
I'd eat those guys. <laughs> I'd eat them. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I, I would. Right. I, I would, you know. Uh, ducks seem ducks seem more like a personable. I mean, a duck ran the the New York Marathon this last. Did you see that? Why? Wait, the really? whole thing or just the end? I, I, I'm not sure if it was just a section. I'm not sure if it won or not. It might have won. I, it was it was running. Was in this the a marathon. cartoon you watched? It was not a cartoon that I watched. Okay. In fact, you know what? Armin Weitzman texted it to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull mm. it up right now. I, he did. It, okay. it was it, a duck running in the in the uh, in the well, New York Armin marathon. You. Yeah. Well, this duck was cute. This was like a very personable duck, and. It changed me. I, I was a vegetarian once before. I was listening to the guy from the movie Babe. You know that actor? Uh, he's on Succession now. He plays the brother. Oh, I know who you're talking uh, Brian about. Brian Cox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And he's a very big vegetarian guy. And he was on like Fresh Air or something. And he was explaining the reasons to be a vegetarian, some moral, some health. And I swear in like three minutes, it, he Vulcan mind melded me and got me to not eat meat for a year but then i got really fat because i would just eat pizza yeah yeah that would okay so i had the similar thing happen to me because way, this year is a duck running hold- in the marathon which is holding up <laughs> his phone to show a duck it's, it's very cute it's running in the, it, ran, the it had little shoes and everything too it yeah. did run in the marathon <laughs> Uh, the actor James Cromwell, by the way, that's yes. the, the the guy from Babe. Yeah. Um, oh, right. uh, but, talking about the but duck. I, I had a similar thing, uh, and which is that I like because I, I stopped eating meat this year. No meat shall I eat in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. And I've mm. I've gained weight. Like I've actually yeah. gotten to be my heaviest because I've eaten more carbs to compensate for the absence of animal proteins. Like you've you've experienced something similar. Yeah, uh, you just go pasta. You're like, well, pasta is not yeah alive. I'll just have spaghetti every day. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it really takes work. And I, my problem is I just get sick of things without meat. So you, like for me, because I'll eat fish, I'm just eating so much salmon and shrimp. And then I'll think to myself, well, isn't salmon just filled with just garbage and plastic and shrimp is just shit in a, in a, yeah. in a, in a living thing? Why is this better? And then I'm like, I'm going to kill a fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> then I also think about like global warming and I'm like, should I not eat chickens while yeah. the world is cascading into the sun? Uh, but so far I still have stayed strong, but there's a debate happening in my head. And, uh, and also pudding, you can eat pudding. I mean, I'm not a vegan, so I'll eat, you know, things with milk and eggs sure. and stuff. So you, you could get really into ice cream. You get excited for what you are allowed to have, you know? Yeah. That's a problem too, sweets. See, I think even if they're, if you know, if if we're in a dried out hellscape, if it's Book of Eli, and I'm and I'm one of the sole survivors, I'm still gonna have some chicken wings. I think that I'll have them on hand. <laughs> I'll still be able to locate them and eat them. I, I, but I, but I, but but beef does feel more and more. And Nick, you you don't know if you're ever going back to beef. Nick, he's he's not yeah. sure if he's gonna ever go back, but. I think I'll backslide a little bit. I, I think I've, I, I don't know if I'll ever go uh, whole hog, if you will. I don't think I'll ever like just start eating like, you know, uh, bacon from Denny's again. But I, mm. but I could see myself having meat in moderation after I, after this year lapses. And and I think there is a, like a very, like there's ab- like, you know, I don't think you have to be absolutist with this. If you have like, you're like, eh, I feel like uh, some chicken, I'll have some chicken, but I'll mostly eat plant-based. I think you can absolutely, you know, walk that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, 
you reminded me. I I was uh, I got into the shower today, and mm-hmm. my mom knocks on the door like five minutes after I'm in there. And I'm Great like, start oh, to Jesus. the story. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What's going on? She's like, did you order food? I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, there's food here in your for you in your name. And I was like, and so I'm like, great. She's gonna be mad at me. I get I get out of the shower. I got a Chips Ahoy McFlurry delivered just out of the blue. That you didn't I order. Didn't, I didn't order it. And now my mom was mad at me, like thinking that I'm like ordering sweets secretly. <laughs> what but is a, the situation a, with your mom in the house? My mom is here. She's <laughs> you know what? I'll wags, I'll drop the news here. I'm moving, I'm moving out of my apartment. And my You're mom moving is out here. of Palmerston. Palmerston. Wow. I'm moving out of Palmerston. It's very sad. So, uh, someday, he- the same way that you wax years. nostalgic about Jed living with Adam Sandler, people will do the same about you living with Matt Kowalik in your apartment in Palmerston. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A lot of good, a lot of good memories here. Uh, yeah. and a good is your mom visiting? Is she visiting, or is so, she lives here permanently? She's she's visiting, and and she and so she's here helping me out with some stuff. I got to purge some stuff. She's helping me. She's helping me uh, with some movement stuff. So, so she's here and she always thinks that I sneak snacks. So it wasn't helpful, but I think, I think our business was maybe registered here and we get, cause we get weird stuff sent to us all the time. Sure. We got this, we got this weird, we have a, we got a Clorox coffee mug sent to us. And then this got sent the other day too. Hashtag boss talks, a coffee mug for like weird the stuff. Is that? Like they're trying to, I don't know. They're just trying to promote stuff. I don't, I don't, there was, remember I got the boss baby bag. Yeah. They send like weird yes. stuff here. They, they send like promotional stuff. You got stuff. the boss baby bag, bag recently too. It was weird timing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was late. It feel like it felt like it was like after the movie, but well, um, like, well, my, my family, they would get like nice things because they're yeah. like fashion-y. So they'll get a purse. The only thing I've ever gotten free because I talked about it somewhere Irish Spring. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. I talked about it somewhere. They sent me a box of Irish Spring. <laughs> that is it. That's the only thing, like, you know, in this world of the Kardashians, you know, mentioning something and someone sends them a, you know, a box of, you know, fancy shoes. I just got green soap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat. That's a great, that's not bad. I'll tell you, some of these, like, Boss Baby will, like, send you, like, a diaper full of M&Ms or whatever. You're like, I don't want this <laughs> shit. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but they, they, but they said, and I think that that's what the Chips Ahoy McFlurry thing was. I think it's, like, it's back. And so they sent a Chips, a Chips Ahoy McFlurry and, like, a little it, it cool, also, there was a cooler bag, too, so. It could also have been a, a psycho fan considering you consistently say the name of the street you live on on your podcast. Oh, yeah, so, that could be it, too. It's always a possibility. Considering yeah, I yeah. just said it. And they said it to everyone in the whole block. They knew it would get you somehow <laughs> if they just sent it to everybody <laughs> on the block. What is the best free thing you've gotten from the Doughboys Do empire? Hmm. I have to think probably my Helix mattress. Uh, yeah. And hey, right now with a promo code Doughboys, you get 20% off. So go ahead and check that out. Helixsleep.com slash Doughboys. <laughs> you know what? I'm with Wags. My, my, I'm sleeping on the couch. My mom is sleeping in, which is also just a nightmare. But my mom's sleeping in the bed. And she's like, she's going to buy one of those mattresses that they. Wow. Why do they? Why? Why do they advertise? I mean, we shouldn't ask why they advertise with us out loud. But it's I got, I had a good thing. one. I had a good one. I got to admit, I, I had a big one. I got to. I, I got to admit, I was at a a party during award season. I was talking to this very nice woman who works for you know GM 
And she said they have these programs where they'll lend you a car. Yeah, you know, wow. and, and I think it's because they want you to use their vehicles in your movies and TV shows, and uh, you know, to create those relationships. Because you know, when you do you know a movie, you have to choose what kind of car James Bond drives, yeah, or the forty year old virgin. So I said, <laughs> okay, I'll take that. It was it was a Cadillac, like a sedan Cadillac. They said, yeah, you could use it for a few months. I didn't return it for six years. I just wow. ignored their calls. Wow. I just eluded them, and they just got it back. They just got it back from me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, they weren't, that they weren't trying that hard to get it back. Like, they, they tried harder. But I, was, but I kept saying, I wonder how long I, I can have it, because I, I didn't steal it. Sure. You know, they lent it to me, but there's no, I didn't sign a contract with a return date. So unless they really, like, knock on my door, I'm going to keep this damn Cadillac. And it was a great car. Uh, so I, maybe this is the trade-off. If I say right now, buy a Cadillac, you a Cadillac of cars, yeah, then it was worth it for them. <laughs> six, six years of a loner. <laughs> he, he said it on Doughboys. They, they're probably yeah. pissed right now. <laughs> of all the places. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good neighborhood, Wags. I'm going to be sad to, to be moving out of here and, and, uh, I'll, 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 I'll miss it, but. A yeah. lot of good people in this in this neck of the woods too, uh, in, including some alum, uh, love alumni. What city is, right. is this that you're in? I'm in Los Feliz. Oh, okay. and and so Paul's there somewhere. Paul is there is is here somewhere. Yeah, not not uh, a ways away, but but yeah. but not too far from me. Who, and, who uh, else is there? Chris. Uh, Chris. Chris was here. Chris was Chris was down the street. I think he has moved though since. Armin mm -hmm. is not too far by. He's in yeah. he's in Atwater. Yeah. Uh and then Claudia was Claudia was kind of close by too. Gillian Gillian Gillian's Gillian is a little somewhere? ways away. She's she's a little bit away. She's 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 a ways away. Now, did you feel during the pandemic mm -hmm. that people were burning through so much content as uh -huh. they were stuck in their homes that a lot more people saw love? Did you get a, uh -huh. the uptick of love watchers? A hundred percent, no doubt in my mind, people watched it. It's funny because when I, I I told Nick this, but when I when I first did the show and like it was coming out, I went to Italy and that was weirdly like one of as far as like traveling around and people noticing me. Uh, everywhere we went in Italy, there was uh, someone who who talked about the show and in Italy, like wow. a guy in a a guy was like amore amore. He was talking about <laughs> he was talking about love. He was talking That's about so funny. He was saying like yeah. Randy and stuff. So like every every uh, place we, we went to like uh, Rome and and uh, and where the Venice and a few other places, but everywhere we went, someone was had watched the show. And the same for Austria and, and Budapest. But definitely over the over the course of of the pandemic, more people watched the show. And I was kind of like, why the fuck didn't you watch it when it was uh, not pandemic? <laughs> Why? Well, I, uh, I can never tell if it's ever offered up as a recommend because it's, it's never recommended to me. It never was recommended to me. And I don't know yeah. if like they go, well, you did it. So we're not going to recommend it to you. Or <laughs> I actually don't match into the algorithm as someone who would watch love on Netflix. Uh, but, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see it often, but it's, it's, it's in my to watch again. Like it's on the top of my to watch again. Yeah. All yes. the time. And I loved, I loved, I loved doing it. You know, I, I think Paul is the funniest guy on earth and, and, uh, and it was, it was a great time. A lot of funny people involved with that show. So many funny people. You got Hanford, Mike Cassidy, 
uh, Watoski. You got Dave King writing it. Allie Rushfield, Allie Waller, Rebecca Adelman was on there for a while. Wags, Jordan Rock, Gelman, Bobby Lee, uh, Eric Edelstein, yeah, who played my brother on the show. Just you know, I I, I didn't know him well before that, and then uh, just one of the funniest, uh, nicest dudes around. Uh, and we were brothers, which was great. Yeah, Cassidy, Seth, Morris. There was just so many funny people that were involved with the show, uh, and I was really happy and, and lucky to be involved with it. Uh, my question to you, uh, I want to ask you what you think about, uh, the world of comedy right now, because yeah. to me, I'm scared coming back to Los Angeles. I'm kind of nervous. And just, especially because I'm like, will there ever be a comedy movies ever again? And I, and I guess you're yeah. the guy to talk to you're, 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 you're one of the people who does make them. And I, and I am like, will the comedy movies be back in theaters? And that's what that's not seeing a comedy in theaters for like now, like it feels like five years or something like I it know. feels like. <laughs> It's very, it's very strange. And it was happening beforehand. I think I have some very specific theories about this, which mm-hmm. may not be interesting to your listeners, but I will say it anyway, briefly. And they'll well, we're understand. Not interesting to the listeners. This anything <laughs> yeah. is more interesting than us. Talk about onion rings. I, <laughs> Shut I, up. I think that when you can make movies that can make a billion dollars and shoot mm-hmm. out universes and sequels, that that's where the studios want to spend most of their bandwidth their money and their mental energy is you know how do we you know create uh you know something that works in china and yeah. so comedies don't really do that they don't necessarily travel a ton some of our movies have like bridesmaids traveled around the world but so then you're just not the priority and i also think for cheaper things horror does really well cuz those things sometimes mm. are dirt cheap and yeah. they still work well and make a lot of money. So comedy is like, a, a, it's in a little weird area budget-wise for what's happening. See, in the old days, people used to buy everything on DVD. So if you had a movie and it made $50 million in the theater, it used to always make $50 million on DVD. And so there mm-hmm. was an economic reason to make them. But the DVD half disappeared, and it wasn't fully replaced by much, you know, like digital downloads. And so yeah, I don't know if financially... You know, it's as easy a swing as some other things. But, you know, Universal loves making them. We just produced Billy Eichner's movie, which is coming out this summer, Bros. Mm-hmm. And and they're into making them. So I, I think I think that, you know, if there was a movie right now that was as good as The Hangover, like if they made The Hangover Part 4 right now and it was insanely funny, I, I do think it would make a billion dollars. Mm. Yeah. I, I do yep. think if there was something great, like something about Mary, people would run to it and it would make just as much money. Right. I think people want it. I, j- I just, uh, my fear is that so many movies are just going to be streaming and not in theaters anymore. That's, that's comedy yeah. movies. That's what I, yeah. that's, I mean, and obviously good for people to get work and I, and I love that, but I love seeing comedies in the theater and I feel like yeah. uh, that's, 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 uh, that's, it scares me. I want, I want it to come. And so many, and so many funny people that I've met through love and, Claudia is one of the funniest and Paul is one of the funniest and Leslie who worked on the show is one of the funniest. And just, I, I want, I want those people to be up on the big screen. And I, yeah. and I, and I feel that it's yeah, like what you're saying, it's all horror movies or, or Marvel movies or star Wars movies. I mean, for me, I feel like it's a fun challenge to prove it wrong <laughs> that, that people will go, but yeah, it is, right. it is, it is an odd, it is an odd moment. There's, there's a little bit of a, a hole in 
the the pace of things getting done. But I take it on. I will take it on to try to prove that they will do well. I'm going to personally try to to tell the world that people will go if we make them. I mean, we've never had a movie that was, you know, incredible that really didn't do well in some format. You know, you know, even yeah. the movies that were like, um, is that me? My wife is trying to reach me. Remember, I said the thing about, oh yeah, about, like how long I could be on will depend on when my wife says, you know, you got you have to stop. <laughs> um, we haven't got to the restaurant yet, so yeah, it's like I don't know. She went upstairs. She might say, "Let's go out to dinner," and then I, I'm like, "No, I've got two more hours here, and you're just gonna have to wait." Cursing <laughs> um, the doughboys. Exactly, um, but. Um, uh, so, what was I saying? I, I got confused. Uh, you're talking about theaters. You em- emphatically yes. pounded your fist that you believe yes. in this. Yes. And you yes. said something about the Doughboys movie, which Nick yeah, and I. The Doughboys yeah, Doughboys right. movie. Yeah. If there so was you have to riotous- recast one of us, which was weird. <laughs> and then you said both of us. It's weird it doesn't exist. It's, it's already, why doesn't it exist? You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Well, if it's anything like our live shows, it's. Yeah, no one's gonna enjoy themselves. We're, we uh, <laughs> we gotta why? I'm thinking we gotta put fettuccine Alfredo on the rider. Can we do that? Is that possible to put? Yes, a double right, order. What happens at Doughboys Live? Having not seen it live, what mm. happens? We we um, literally sit and do the show, and yeah. people just people watch and enjoy mm-hmm. it it's it's yeah. the strangest feeling as someone who you know and mitch is mitch is an actor i'm not an actor but we both came up doing uh you know live comedy and and have been in front of audiences a lot and the feeling of being like first of all because sometimes the show is just conversational and and it's just and so people are just watching you have a conversation which is a very mm-hmm. strange thing to be observed doing yeah. um and uh but also that I that I think a, a big part of it is people just have listened to you talking in their ears for hundreds of hours, and they <laughs> yeah. just want to see you in person. They're like, I feel like I have a personal connection with you. Sometimes people will even say to us, I feel like you are my friends. Yes. Um, and, are they? Are they your friends? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if they subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. Sure. Well, this also leads to them being like drunkenly walking up on stage and then <laughs> saying stuff like, I'll pay you $100 to, like, kiss my wife. Weird stuff well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the going rates? Is that the going yeah, rates? Big hot, hot wife <laughs> subculture contingent of the Doughboys <laughs> fandom. Really into cuckoldry. Uh, it, it, it's strange. It's a, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird feeling to do a live podcast. I, I, I still, I like it. Uh, and, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's fun to have that energy of a, lar- a live crowd. It's particularly because we did one show in New York, Mitch, and that was the first time you and I have been on stage in front of people in like 18 months. It was, mm-hmm. it was like a very, like we were on stage. We've t- we talked about the show. We were on stage in Denver, uh, and we did a live show the night that Tom Hanks had COVID, uh, announced That's he had right. COVID, and Rudy Gobert announced he had COVID, and the NBA suspended its season. That same night, that we did a live show. That was the last time we were on stage, yep. And then after that, we flew back to L.A., and we're in quarantine for however long. And so, like, that, you know, that interregnum uh, coming back in front of a, a live wow. audience, it was pretty invigorating, honestly. Like, even as someone like me who's pretty kind of jaded about that stuff. Nick is selling himself short, too, because when I started doing stuff at UCB, he was... He was a he was a, a great improviser and a very funny guy on stage. So he's selling selling himself short. He's very funny. He literally sold himself so short. He even said that he wasn't a performer. He did. He, he said, did. I'm not, and he, I'm not and a he, performer. And he is a performer. He very much was and is. He did that entire part of his life. He just eliminated. 
I mean, he do, he he did kind of delete it from his life. It is strange. Yeah. And he did tell me one time that once this show ends, he'll never look back on it and he'll just completely yes. re- You did say that, Nick. You said that once the show is over, I won't look back yeah. on it. Look, I've deleted a lot of things from my life. Don't investigate, please. Some <laughs> things should be those. buried. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never you'll never listen to it again, but but uh but but other people will just keep listening. They'll just they'll, it's they'll true. rotate it. I saw Nick with with uh, with Paul Rust and a bunch of other Neil Campbell and a bunch of other oh, funny yeah. uh, UCB people uh, back in the day back when I was when I was first coming around and Nick was Nick was very funny inspiring God bless you now God is UCB you. open or closed right now it's currently closed and by the way when I say inspiring I was like if that freak can do it anyone kind of means anyone can do it yeah. uh, UC, UCB sunset is closed for good. Uh, Franklin, where I remember when you were making funny people, uh, mm-hmm. I remember you, I remember you guys coming. I was, I was at the theater yeah. at that time. I remember you guys coming through there. Um, Did you see that show with Sandler and Kevin James? And- I, I came in like after, like I came <laughs> into that show and said, cause it was a packed show too, but I had missed Sandler. I, I, I went, yeah. I then went and saw like Sandler's tour. I love yeah. Sandler as, as uh, you can tell, but I, but I went and saw his tour with him and like spade and like yeah. norm did it and a bunch of other people and it was I, judd you did it we me and paul and you 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 did it that night at the la uh at la it was at that la yeah. live place i did and, i did one of those shows it was crazy it was like seven thousand people yeah yeah wow. yeah me me and um, paul and uh, a few other people were there that night it was great um but yeah no i was i was i feel like i came late like i kind of weaseled my way into the theater i didn't see sandler but i saw i saw some people do stand up so. Well, I, did, I, I was hosting that night. We, you know, we were Sandler hadn't done stand up in many, many years, so he started getting up on stage, and Jonah needed to get on stage, and Seth. So we we did a night at, at UCB, and and then I said to the crowd, "I go, the next person here, uh, he's working on his HBO special, he wants to run the set, so he's gonna he's gonna do an hour, and this is really exciting." Kevin James, and then Kevin James came out. And he did one joke and then walked off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the Weiger. That's the level Weiger wants. That's what he yeah. wanted, the one yeah. joke and out. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I, I guess a funny practical joke on the crowd. <laughs> but also that we had like Aubrey Plaza. You know, we made her learn yes. how to do stand up. And once we were shooting funny people, and we built a comedy club on stage at Sony. So the whole crowd is extras. They're paid to be there. And Aubrey's doing a set, and she doesn't feel like it's going well. And she literally looks like she's got, you know, bombing face. And then I'm, you know, behind the camera, and I just yelled out, this isn't real! <laughs> this, These people are paid to be here. This is not an audience. This is not reality. If I tell them to laugh, they'll laugh. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, Shut oh, up. yeah, I forgot. We might, we, we might have to take you on a tour for Doughboys, too. We, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might need you to yell that out every so often. Yeah, sometimes you need to know that. You need to know that. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. <laughs> Mitch, listeners, did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. Well, Wag, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No, thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags, <laughs> and all those protesters out there... Here's a special <laughs> limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mitch, how's your social battery right now? Is it drained, bursting with energy? How are you feeling, and how did it get to this level? Wise, we just did two episodes of Doughboy, so my social battery is low. Mm, well, I'm shutting down. I Understandably, because mm -hmm. it can be easy to ignore our social battery and spread ourselves thin, especially with social gatherings picking up after the winter. What's the right amount of socializing for you, Wags? And how do you recharge? Maybe you thrive around people, or maybe you need some more alone time. Therapy can give you the self-awareness to build a social life that doesn't drain your battery. Me, I've benefited from therapy, as have many people that I love. And, you know, here's the thing I can say. Whether you've been in therapy or not, there are benefits for everyone. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash doughboys. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are with Judd Apatow discussing this week's chain, Umami Burger, which we are visiting for the third wow. time, completing the Umami Trilogy, Founded in 2009 by Adam Fleischman, who later helped launch 800 Degrees Pizza, Mitch, with Chef Anthony Carone. We loved wow. 800 Degrees. Uh, has about 20 locations in California, Florida, Illinois, New York, and the Bahamas. One of the first chains to have impossible meat, particularly relevant for my diet and Judd's diet. And reviewed mm -hmm. twice on this podcast in 2015 with Heather Ann Campbell, in 2017 with Dave Neer, 2.5 forks and 3.5 fork averages, respectively. Judd, uh, why did you want to discuss umami? Um, well, you know, because I'm not eating the red meat. Sure. And, and we were talking about, um, you know, fast food. Not that umami is fast food. Umami's, you know, it's a, it's like a fancy burger. Would you call it a fancy burger? Yeah. It's a sit down yeah. place. 
Yeah. Uh, and um, and they have an impossible burger that yeah. I eat. They have an impossible truffle burger, which, which I think is very good. Yeah. Mm. So this, you like the this, truffles? I will go for a truffle. I am not afraid to order a truffle. I will get a cheap truffle. I will get an expensive truffle. Uh, <laughs> truffles are a part of my life. I usually think after I have truffles, I probably could have just bought like, you know, one of those jars of, you know, like a, a jug of truffle juice and it would have tasted yeah. the same as buying expensive truffles and putting it on food. Like, I don't right. think it tastes different to actually have a truffle on your pasta than just pouring truffle juice from, uh, you know, a jar. Yeah, right. Because you can get I, truffle oil fries at like a uh, at like a chain restaurant, but like if you go to like a fancy pants sit down place, it'll be like, hey, you can add shaved black truffle for like a twenty dollar upcharge on your yes, dish, yeah. you know, or the yeah. white truffles, or the white truffles, yeah. But this, I thought that this truffle burger was it's very good. Uh, mm. They've got the skinny fries. Here's what I usually get: I get the truffle burger, I get the skinny fries, I get a diet coke, and I get. They have some sort of like chocolate, maybe with coffee type of milkshake. So I generally get like a Diet Coke and the milkshake. And I convinced myself that it was a healthy meal because it's an Impossible Burger. And I don't really sure. know what Impossible meat is. I don't know what it's made of. I don't know if it's good for you, bad for you, fattening, non-fattening. But in my head, it's a miracle uh, weight loss drug with a lot of vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is the best of the plant proteins. There's there well there's no there's no cholesterol in it right so that's a, a, a you know what I mean that's immediately better right there's no there's no cholesterol in the impossible meat yeah right? I I mean that's that's the whole thing of like does does ingesting cholesterol add to your cholesterol levels that's mm. always been the thing of like like is are, are that that was the whole egg uh, fiasco of like I wait, debated actually, this with my wife I just debated yeah. it this morning yeah yeah what what have you decided about this thing? I I think that it's that it's more just you know. I, I think having lots of saturated fats are, are probably bad for you, and oftentimes foods that have cholesterol have saturated fats, but I think that's more likely the culprit than actually cholesterol itself um, yeah. within uh, – and also, like, like it's uh, from what I've read, like high HDL cholesterol and high LDL cholesterol, like if those are both high, they kind of offset. It's not like it's, you know – uh, it, it, it's more about keeping things in balance. But then, hey, hey, I'm not a dietitian. I'm, I'm certainly not a doctor. Um, but that's just sort of what I've gleaned. Um, but uh, Mitch, you were going to say something. Oh, I, I was just going to talk about it. I, I'm a big truffle fan as well. Um, yes. I, Nick, you know that I've looked into trying to get a truffle pig. Um, right. And, <laughs> to dig around your like, neighborhood and see if we can find a truffle. <laughs> there's a movie called The Truffle Hunter Hunters that is supposed to be very good. There's also the, the Nick Cage pig movie. Pig, uh, yeah, that's which right. It, it's just called Pig, and he's got a truffle pig, and it's I I really liked it. Great food movie too. All about the Portland um, food scene. No pig farmer, trust me. They won't sell me their pigs for whatever reason. But I but I I wanted a truffle pig. I I I, <laughs> I I'm a huge fan of 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 truffle fries and 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 truffle burgers. When but I I don't I don't get them too often because I do think it's a very strong taste that will overtake a lot of what you got but we got truffle fries the other night nick when we went to capitol grill mm -hmm. my mom and i and they were like i said my mom said they were the best fries she's ever eaten and i was i kind of agreed with her i got the truffle fries here as well at at umami burger i went to the one by the grove uh 
Umami Burger, like we we've talked about before, Nick, it was kind of like the the Judd. You remember the burger explosion in L.A. when like every mm-hmm. there was a burger at every place, and I found yep. out I was working at the Simpsons at the time, and Matt Selman was telling me about about Umami, and he left like a the a website open, and I went to like the very first Umami Burger right near where my where I lived back in the day on Miracle near Miracle Mile. And that was, it was like, like it was a, it was revolutionary at the time. Mm. And then I think that Nick and I have talked about this. They expanded, the chain expanded quite a bit and it lost some of its shine. It, 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 we, we, we were really mean to it at one point. And then we went back again and we were kind of, we were nicer to it the next time around. Right, Nick? Yeah, I don't know if we were. I, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we were a little harsher initially. I think once when we tried their Impossible Burger, and again, that was like a thing. Like you know, speaking of 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 revelations, like when they mm. first introduced the Impossible Burger, I think that was the first Impossible Burger I had was at Umami in 2017, and it was. I was like, this is really good, and um, and I think it's a really good execution. I I'm not a tr- I'm not as truffly of a guy, and particularly the Impossible Truffle mm. Burger has a truffle aioli, truffle fondue, and truffle glaze. So I usually opt for their more conventional burgers. But the the but I do think they're it's it's nice that they have an Impossible protein, and you can sub it in all of their different uh, items these days. Yeah, I I I I think that I don't know. I, I it it feels to me it feels more like a. Judd, like you were saying, it is. It's supposed to be more of a sit-down, fancy burger place, but now it feels like an in-between place. It feel it, it does feel better than sitting down at Carl's Jr. or, or Jack in the Box or whatever. It's it's a nicer experience than that for sure. Even though I love those places in their own way, uh, but it's not quite like going to whatever. Like uh, to go, Nick. What's the restaurants you love there? The 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 chain restaurant. The the like a Hillstone. A hillstone. It's not like a hillstone. Oh, yeah. or, or you know, or love like the hillstone family. I it love the whole cafe R and D hillstone. Oh yeah, chain. We have cafe R and D. I mean, I think we eat there more than we eat at our home. I saw if so. I saw the R at the R and D um, in Brentwood. Uh, I was there once with a friend of the show the, from the Deli Boys, David Phillips, and we we're eating there. And this this uh, this Hummer pulls up that says on the side of it the Terminator. It's like a camo Hummer that says the Terminator and Schwarzenegger is driving. He gets out. Now, this restaurant does not have a valet. So his assistant who's in the par- who's in his, the seat just like changes seats so he can park the car for him. Schwarzenegger walks in and there's like a big wait and Schwarzenegger just watch, walks straight to a table and just like sits down. It was so fucking He doesn't fucking even alpha. ask a question. He just goes. He doesn't even it. ask. No, yeah. <laughs> Lights up a cigar in the middle yeah. of the restaurant. <laughs> he's going to tell him amazing. He grabs a waitress, has her sit on his lap while he smokes a cigar. <laughs> Arnold, you can't do a lot of these things anymore. He doesn't care. He just goes for Why it. Why do you say care. that? You can. <laughs> Feeding his donkey at the table. <laughs> his white tiger. <laughs> but but you're right. It's not the same. It's not the same as like a fancy sit-down restaurant. It still kind of has a fast casual feel to it, Mitch. The umami. Yes. And I, mm-hmm. and I do think that truffle is a part of that. And Nick, my mom wanted to get the truffle burger, but we didn't get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down what we got real quick. We got three yes. burgers. Uh, we got the Sunnyside Burger, uh, the K-Town Burger, uh, and the Patty Melt, the Umami pot, Patty Melt. Uh, the Sunnyside Burger is like a, it's a bacon strips, fried egg, truffle, aioli, tomato spread, avocado, lettuce, American cheese. The K-Town is uh, 
uh, marinated pork belly, Korean slaw, pickles, classic sauce. Both of them have a beef patty, of course. And then the the patty melt is caramelized onions, provolone, American cheese, and classic sauce. Uh, those were our three burgers that we that we split up. And like I said, we got the truffle fries, and we did a we did we did a favorite. We did the cheesy tots. I don't know if you've ever tried oh, yeah. these, Judd, but the cheesy mm-hmm. tots, tots are the cheesy tots are really great. And we also did onion yeah, really rings. Good. Um, I've so done those, that. I've done that. The onion rings. My mom was my mom is an onion ring snob, so she was nervous about them. And then she bit into it and she said, "Ooh, there's a full onion in there." Which she was excited about that there was a full onion. She thought it was going to be minced onions, so she was thrilled that the, that there was a full piece in there. Um, that's what I got, and you know what? It was pretty good. It's good. I'm in. I'm in. I've been. I've been. Uh, Uber eating it. I've been. It, 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 you know, some things when they show up on a delivery, they're not good. Like they don't. They don't survive the ride. And I think during the pandemic, right. we've we figured out because all these places that normally wouldn't even deliver, mm-hmm. suddenly they're they're deliverable, and you're like, hey, I didn't know. That, that would arrive so strong. Wendy's changed their fries because of this. Because of really? the, like they yeah. it was the sort of thing of they wanted their cr- fries. I think they're worse now, but they wanted their fries to be crispier. So like mm-hmm. they changed the formula of their fries to be crispier on like through delivery, which is I don't I don't think that's a, like appealing to anyone because it just feels like you're messing with like the chemical compounds of it. But whatever they changed. I them. don't like the crispy kind of a fry. Me neither. I, I, I like a little moisture. I like a little like the old McDonald's before they screwed up the the fries recipe. It was a soft yeah. fry back in the day. Wow. I love. Are you talking the, think, the beef tallow era? I'm talking the 1970s fries from yeah, okay, McDonald's where it was. Uh, I don't was it? Did they literally just boil a pig and chuck the the fries in with the pig? Or <laughs> I don't know what they did, but it was a whole different situation. That's, There's a Malcolm the Gladwell th- podcast about it, and it's great because it's just like it's you know I'm not the biggest Malcolm Gladwell fan, but it is like him just having his Gladwelly tone, but talking about fries. It's just like, yeah. mm-hmm. what what happened? Why the funniest is Malcolm Gladwell has music podcast, and he get, he knows a lot about modern music, but when he talks about it, it, it just sounds strange. He's like, it's like the new Cardi B song. I really enjoyed when she talked about twerking. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he knows all the modern music, but it doesn't sound right coming from him. Yeah, you, wanna, you kind of want to give him a wedgie. <laughs> the new Drake song is both sexy and bouncy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, Nick and I have said this before, but sadly, if we could travel back in time, we wouldn't warn anyone of any atrocities coming. We just go back to no. an old school McDonald's Ugh. or an old school Wendy's or a school Burger King. I mean, I used to eat at McDonald's as a kid, and I'm not joking. In a week, I certainly never had McDonald's less than three times a week. Usually yeah, three times five a week. times a week for lunch or wow. dinner. And when I went to high school, it was right down the street from my high school. We would sneak out of lunch and go there. Yeah. And I would have a quarter pounder, plain, no ketchup, nothing, just meat, bun, two large fries, shake, Diet Coke, and single burger meat bun, nothing on it. Wow. That's pretty weird as a kid. I've since I expanded. Like that order. I was very yeah. against ketchup as a kid. I didn't start eating ketchup till like I was twenty five. Wow, because that's because kids kids usually love that's you got the the opposite experience. Kids usually love ketchup. Well, the weird thing is when you would order when you would special order, 
at McDonald's, you know, I want quarter pounder with nothing on it. Mm-hmm. It would come in hot. It would come yeah. in fresh. Yeah. And, and back right. then it tasted like meat. Like it did. Yeah. And I wonder what the change was in the mass production. We'll have yeah. to ask Malcolm Gladwell, and he'll talk about the meat, <laughs> and he'll also talk about the new Megan the Stallion song about her vagina. What did you get at the restaurant? So I went to the oh, Santa Monica location. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say which ask which location you went to. I think, but maybe you already. Specified. I was at the Grove. I went to the Grove one. The, okay, the, so I went to the, the Santa Monica. That, the location. one that we ate at and Los Feliz is closed. So I, I don't know oh, what the is. deal is, but it is closed. Yep. With Dave and Marissa back in the day. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went to the. So so this is one thing that you and I both noticed, Mitch. On the yeah. flip side of their print menu, they have a Sam sandwiches side which is all chicken sandwiches. And it's strange because it's a brand that exists under the umbrella of Umami Burger. But mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's a, like I found it disorienting. I was like, is this the same restaurant? Is this a ghost kitchen that operates within? <laughs> but no, it's just like what they call their chicken sandwiches are under the Sam Sandwiches umbrella, which also has its own fry subcategory, which is yeah. the uh, which is their their seasoned waffle fries. No, there's Sam's Crispy Chickens, and they're, they're part of the Umami family is the issue. Yes. So I think I think it is like a burger. I think I feel like it is a Taco Bell Pizza Hut scenario, where you got two restaurants got that are kind of in the same spot. But yeah, no, it's it was. I was confusing. confused. I was confused. And I, I stayed away from that. I did get a blood orange frozen lemonade, which was their mm. lemonade, a blood orange puree, and a vanilla ice cream. Um, it was a tall boy, and it was a lot, but I thought it was quite refreshing. I was like, this yeah. is this is like kind of you know, it's it's desserty, but also it's you know, it, it, it's smoothie adjacent. I didn't it didn't feel too heavy. Um, and I also got the umami slaw, which was okay. Uh, it's the it's their you know shredded cabbage and carrots with their classic sauce, which has a little umami character to it. The strange thing about the slaw was that it was dusted with parmesan, which felt very incongruous. I'm like, what mm-hmm. is this parmesan cheese doing on top of a heap of coleslaw? And yeah. I didn't mind it, but I also was, I was just say, like kind of not it was bad. also weird. Yeah, it was it was just I hadn't seen thing. it before. No, yeah. it, it it wasn't. I mean, it, it's it's not a bad thing, but it was undeniably an, an odd thing. Like the server mm. even acknowledged as much. Um, I got the umami chicken wings, and this is C H I K apostrophe N wings. Judd, have you tried any of the fake chickens? No, but I I feel like I need to spend more time uh, bonding with fake chicken. I did over the yeah. summer during the pandemic. I went to a supermarket and bought like every kind of fake chicken patty to test. Okay. Which were good. I figured out which was good, and promptly forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's getting better. Um, I, I think the this is the corn brand Q U O R N, and That's and right. these are pretty decent. I've had these at a few different places, and this was a nice preparation. Had a good fry to it. Uh, I could have used maybe a little bit extra, you know, rolled in a little bit extra buffalo sauce. So they get they did give the buffalo sauce on the side as well, um, and then I got that with the jalapeno. Uh, jalapeno ranch and blue cheese. I, I mean, this this scratched the it's more nuggety than wingy, but it kind of scratched that crispy chicken itch. Uh, my my big thing on the sauces, Mitch. I don't know if you experienced this at your location. Is that they're all prepackaged and sealed? Yeah, yeah. Which I like. I kind of understand that you're doing a lot, mo- probably mostly takeout business, and also like just because of COVID hygiene that, that this is probably the way to do it. But I kind of ah oh, man, I kind of wish I'd get that actual like little. Little dish of sauce in a sit-down. This is the experience. weird tween. This is like the weird tweener restaurant that it is now. It's it's like yeah. a 
You get like a like you would get at McDonald's. You get a, I, we had yeah the classic sauce and the barbecue sauce came with some of those apps and they they, they were covered. But then the the uh, the the ketchup, which is is it a truffle ketchup? I think it is, right? It's a it is a truffle ketchup. ketchup. Yeah. That was that came in a little cup, but the the other two were were packaged and yeah, it feels it feels weird. It's like that makes it feel more like a to go place or a McDonald's or whatever, but. I think in particular when you're dining in and you're paying like an, a dollar up charge for a sauce, it's kind of yeah. like, man, I just, I kind of want that little, you know, again, give me that little tin, give me that little sure. dish. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but uh, they're, they're decent sauces. The jalapeno ranch in particular, I liked is, is I'm something of a heat seeker. Uh, and, uh, and the wings weren't particularly spicy. And then that patty melt, Mitch, I'm not sure what you, th- what you felt about your, how you felt about your patty melt, but I subbed in the impossible patty. I don't love their buns, but I thought yeah. with the, with just like the straight up bread, uh, and and especially with the caramelized onions on there and the provolone, I thought this was great. I thought this was a really satisfying uh, burger substitute. Wags, we really love yeah. the patty mail. I mean, we yeah. all the burger. It started to make me feel a little bit like I was being snooty about umami burger, Jeb, because I my mom was having a blast eating it. She was like, <laughs> "I really like this," and it's that sort of thing of like, "Oh, have we have we been too mean to this place?" Like it is. It's good. It's it. The burgers, the sunny side burger was was the one to me, which I would say, Wager, a little, uh, as I say, unga pachka. Mm, uh, yes, your catchphrase. My catchphrase, unga pachka. Is it ca- is it catching on? Uh, it's catching yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> there's merch. Uh, it, th- there, there's there there was a it was it was it was a little too much and like I but the that patty melt which was basic. That was uh that that was fantastic. I thought that was really really good. I thought it it worked for me. It was just caramelized onions, couple types of cheese, but they did a good job of it. It was great. Yeah, and that classic. I mean, that that's the thing for me is like I think umami sometimes can be too umami, and, mm-hmm. and it's too umami. And and when but when they dial it back a little bit, it's a good quality product. Um, I so I had a good experience there. Too umami is right. I mean, my mummy oh, yeah. was there. It was too much mummies <laughs> going on. It was too much. <laughs> This is a new ad campaign for them, I think. <laughs> umami loves to umami. <laughs> well, let's get uh, we to also, our final. Th- yeah, go on. Well, Mitch, I, I was just gonna say we got we got a, we got a couple cocktails. I got the house made lemonade, and it truly just tasted like kind of trash water. It was like very. Mm. It was organic lemonade. That's a bummer. It was just very light. But we both got peach John Daly's, which is iced tea, lemon, and then uh, uh, peach vodka. And we both really liked those. Those were good. The 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 cocktail, which again makes it sets us apart a little bit from uh, from your McDonald's. You get a nice little cocktail there. And then we did get a dessert. Wags, we got we got the chocolate cake, which came with some whipped cream and 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 it was it was good. I like got a big it. a big slab of chocolate cake. It's good, right, Judd? It's like I, it's I was a- editing my movie, and I was just stressed and edited me all day, and I got the chocolate cake. And the red velvet cake. What did wow. I do? I ate both. <laughs> That's great. After a stressful day, a big a big slab of cake. Got to do it sometimes. Sometimes I mean, I'm a big cake guy. My whole thing is, I used to I used to get a big piece of chocolate cake, and then a big can of whipped cream. Douse it, drown it yep. in whipped cream. I mean, that's the bad thing about being an adult is that you really shouldn't do that anymore. I'm no. furious. I'm not allowed to. I'm furious that it's wrong. Because you have the freedom to do it. You like you can just go to the, like I would just go to the grocery store and get a slice. They have individual slices of cake. I'll just get that sometimes. And I'm like, I can do this. I have the money. I have the but you freedom feel as an adult. About it. And this is and I'm gonna yeah. feel like shit later. 
I did it at Ralph's during the pandemic. I had a day of crazy stress. I bought five different slices of the cheapest Ralph's cake. The wow. lemon cake, the chocolate cake, the red velvet cake, the vanilla cake. And I just sat there with a fork, went from one to the other to the other, ate probably 70% of it, and then just like passed out in a, in a, in a sugar coma with, with some regret, but not, not much regret. I, I did test myself in the pandemic. I, one of my worst days of just stress eating was I ate a pint of haagen ice cream, and then I started a second one and finished the second one. And I realized wow. I had never hit two full pints in a row. Two-pinter. Man, yeah. And that, that, that was bottom. That was bottom. I, I, that, that, I realized, was uh, going to lead to some heart problems. So I didn't do it again. <laughs> I do think that a two-pinter day could just kill me at this point. I think, I think uh, two pints <laughs> could just take me down. I, yeah. you, know, you, know, you know my issue? Judd, I'm, I'm a cake fan as well. And then there's so much cake first pie. There, uh, the, the cake first pie war has got to end. I like both yeah. of them. It's a reverse alien versus predator. Whoever wins, we win. We like them yes. both. Doesn't have yeah. to be a contest. I feel like so many people are like, oh, cake. I'm like, you like cake. You what just you like doing? pie more. Cake's great. Cut this Pie's shit. also good. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. When I go to like a deli and they have like seven layer, like the craziest height of a chocolate yeah. cake. You know what I love? I like a vanilla lemon cake. Those little mm. like white chocolate leaves in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. So good. Man, Jewish, Do you a like a big slice cake? of chocolate cake at a Jewish deli. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of fun. My uncle owned a Jewish deli. My uncle owned oh, one wow. in Queens. Wow. So I think I've been trained on just all that food. Wow, that rules. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big birthday flavor guy. If you ever had, do you ever get that big slice of birthday cake? I'll do that sometimes. That's not my favorite flavor. That is no, not. Sometimes no, okay. there's ice creams with that flavor. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But pure chocolate, 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 vanilla ice cream on top. Right. Nick, I think, just likes to say he likes birthday flavor, which is a weird, annoying thing to say. <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> what is birthday flavor really? It's just like white cake with a lot of sprinkles. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm Melt into. Melted, melted, yes. Yeah. Sugar, okay. a lot of sugar. Well, I'm going to go yes. eat right now. I'm trying to think right. of doing, doing this podcast. What, yes. if it will lead to a healthy or an unhealthy meal, like just talking mm. about all this, will I feel like, Man, you should eat healthy after all that. Or will I go, let's go down a dark cave right now? I think it will only it, lead to bad things. It's usually exactly. the latter, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, Judd, thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, before you go, uh, we what we like to do on the show is give a closing thought and a fork score for uh, the chain. So uh, okay. do you want to give us a, like, a, like a closing thought on this week's Chain Umami Burger and then a, a rating from zero to five forks? Uh, zero to five forks. I will say, uh, recently, uh, upon ordering it into my office, uh, I have reignited my love affair with Umami Burger. I hadn't had it in a while. I love the It's Impossible product. And uh, I've been having it at, at least once a week. Uh, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five for wow. a, a great lunchtime uh, order for me. Pure satisfaction. Now, is most of that for the chocolate shake? Maybe. But still, uh, I'm always happy when I'm done, and I have convinced myself it's all healthy. Wow. wow. Four forks, two tines. Very good score from our guest, Judd Apatow. Judd, thanks so much for joining us. Anything you'd like to plug at this time? Um, I'd like to plug just kindness, just <laughs> the world, 
being kind to each other. You know, that's my plug. I love that. There you go. <laughs> Spread some of that around. And you know what? Yeah. I think it's going to start here with Doughboys. I think people will hear yeah. this. And Yellowstone and the new season yeah. of Yellowstone. I mean, oh, I'm not okay. a part of it, but man, it is. I think it's the best season so far. <laughs> wow. Check wow. it out. <laughs> if you can't be nice, watch Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wags. Here we go. I'm going to give you my score for Umami Burger. Mm. The drink was good. You know, like I said, my mom enjoyed it, and I felt bad that maybe we're being a little too tough on Umami Burger. I don't know. Maybe we deserve to be a little, you know, maybe Judd's message of being nice is right, and we're being a little too hard. And also, I think you're gonna get. I think you're gonna talk about it, but I, I about this when you when when uh, when you when you get to your fork score. But you're changing yes. the view between you and I, and it's and it's and it's horrible. Sorry. the The view of the stream yard. You were close. You were doing close ups of both of us, and we look like shit. Um, well, we we had. Uh, well, Judd left the the call, and so it's mm-hmm. like we've just got the two of us here. So I like, should I switch to from group layout to crop layout? And that's very cl- up close. Like we're getting a it's lot of both close. of our heads. Just leave it as is. God yeah, damn that's it. a lot of it Mitch, looks, a lot of Weiger. It looks horrible. I mean, it's, it's mostly my, Mitch, honestly. Yeah, it's just my head. I, my head doesn't even fit in the screen. Somehow your Anyways. head is on my screen as well. How <laughs> that happened? Wags. Mm-hmm. My mom enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The sunny side burger was just a little too much. Unga pachka. Uh, yeah. I kind of wish I got that truffle burger because I do think that they do truffle stuff there. The fries were good. The cheesy tots were good, but not the best they've ever been. I wish that they were a little bit more cheesy. I don't know if this is like a mass production thing. I mean, like this chain is really, this is, this to me is like chain zero. It's like the, the chain that like this, like, I mean, obviously this happened with, with every fast food restaurant or whatever, yeah. but it sounds like you're comparing arts, it to patient zero, which is, that's what I was. Okay. Odd. But, but seeing but it in, but seeing it, seeing like a fancy burger place, then explode and then become like a nationwide and now worldwide chain is weird. And the quality dipped. There was no doubt about it. I agree with you on the sauces that the sausages, the sauces is the sauces, not the sausage, the sauces come packaged and like put them in a fucking little cup or something. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, when you, when you got the upcharge, like you're saying, but anyways, we liked those. uh, We liked those truffle fries. We liked the cheesy tots. And my mom liked the onion rings. I liked the onion rings. The sauces were right. That classic sauce is good. The barbecue is fine. The truffle ketchup is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Korean barbecue burger, the K the K Town burger, pretty good. It just was like a little too much. The one we liked the most was the one they kept it simple. We yeah. really enjoyed it. Uh, the cocktail was great. The lemonade was bad. So a little like back and forth. And then the cake was like a big nice hunk of chocolate cake. Couldn't go wrong. Um. Overall, it was better than it's been in the past. And also at the same time, like I'm not blown away, but my expect my expectations should be lower on a chain like this now, I feel mm. like, right? Like, like what am I expecting from this place? But then that brings into like, what is this place and what is it trying to do? And I think they're trying to make good burgers, and I think they're trying to be like a step above these other fast food places, and they it kind of is, it kind of works. Uh, but it's not Golden Plate Club territory to me. Wow. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three point three point seven five four. Still good. Wow. It was good. Yes. 
and I'm being nicer to it now, but I don't know. Just a, it just a, it, it's just a strange one. Perplexing place. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I, I do want to shout someone out who who emailed us back in 2019. And um, and that's Dan McNamara, who is at the time, I don't know if he still is, mm-hmm. the director of operations of the Umami Restaurant Group. He sent us a couple of uh, very nice emails about the show. And um, uh, this isn't why we're being nice to the restaurant. It's just mm-hmm. like we had a we had a better experience this time. Uh, but um, but he did seem to like they they he like that. The tone I got from this, I won't read these emails, was just kind of like that they were working on addressing their menu and they brought in a new chef. Uh, Chef Nate Appleman at one point, and I'm not sure if if uh, and Appleman is still Chef Appleman is still there. I'm not sure if Dan McNamara is still there, but they certainly did mm-hmm. some reworking of the menu at some point. Um, and uh, I, I this the the workers were great. They were de- the restaurant was definitely understaffed. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just like that's industry wide right now. Like they, I I felt bad for this the 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 you know it seemed like two workers on the floor trying to facilitate you know both everyone dining in and then all the uh, the to-go orders, which seemed ample. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, but I had a nice experience. I thought the servers were great. I thought the food was was pretty good. I do like how they they do a lot to try to accommodate people who are eating um, vegetarian or plant-based. And that, uh, it's a and plus. I, and they, yeah, and you know what? The burgers, the burgers work, the, like those impossible burgers there do work that way. They work, they work well. No, yeah, I, 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 you know, you load it up with caramelized onions and provolone. I mean, that's that's a that's a good pairing for that plant-based patty. And yeah. uh, had a had a nice weird old man sit next to me, real uh, real mm. ghost of Nick Weiger future, dining in by wow. himself at a chain restaurant, uh, was watching a, a basketball scenario? game. It really was. He was there to close his loop. Um, so, but I snuck out of there. He just looked at you and said, "I know you'll. I know you'll close the loop. It's fine." <laughs> I had a nice time, and I'm going to say that, boy, I think I might be in the hand-holding club with you, Mitch, and say three forks, three tines. I think this wow. is the, I think this is this is exactly as you as you articulated it. This is just outside the Golden Plate Club, but it is a nice experience. I wish it was a little bit more consistent, but it does some things uh, quite well. Maybe it will be the comeback kid. Maybe it will get back into the Golden Plate Club. Yes. Maybe it's maybe it's working its way back. Maybe it's working its way back. Was is that a Judd movie comeback kid? No, N- no. I thought that's I why you were so. smiling. I didn't. I didn't know if it was or not. So I didn't know that. Well, let, hey, let's were... get him back in here and let's ask him. Hey, <laughs> Judd, is that is the comeback kid one of your movies? Yeah, he's shaking his head. Wow. No. Oh wait. Oh, so he shook his head no and then said yeah. That was weird. <laughs> so not really an answer. <laughs> why? Someone was being trained. Uh, that we we we, we our our, our uh, the. The wait staff was great, and someone was being trained uh, during our. Mm-hmm. I think they saw me come in and they're like, "Might as well train him on this guy." Yeah, this guy was <laughs> going to double black diamonds right off. They did. They did when our burgers came out. They did pull a table over to add to my me and my mom's single table. Uh, the one by That's the Grove, nice. like well, because we had so much food. Uh, the one by the Grove, a very uh, very interesting, like kind of hard to tell what they're trying to do in there. Kind of felt like a the max from saved by the bell. It was like a sure. weird, it's a weird vibe in there. I, I like, uh, truly don't, don't know where they're going, but you know what? Not a, not a awful experience. We've had may, way worse. It's, and you know what? I would even say good. So I had a good, yeah, I had a good time. Good job. Umami. Yeah. You're working your way back up. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm, Hey, maybe by the time we get to umami burger four, when we cover this chain for the fourth time, 
in mm. what 2024 or whatever uh will uh they'll finally get in the golden plate club we'll, we'll just have to find out wow yeah well why that does it for you mommy burger aren't you supposed to say this i mean yeah are you okay today i'm doing great what kind of question is that you're zoning out yeah i'm a little i'm a little sleepy we're recording in the evening we know we normally record during the day uh it's 5 30 <laughs> i'm ready for bed Look, I'm going to get some shut-eye, and we'll be back with more Doughboys. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, Mitch. I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also... Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator-in-chief, I'd call it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun. It's built for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. Moon's real cool. When the moon moon is is out, there's never never a doubt. doubt. The The moon moon is is cool. (laughs) And when the sun's up high, you can't deny deny it's gonna gonna be hot, 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 hot. Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in the summertime. And the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. Mm -hmm. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a packet of Liquid IV, pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Gets you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes, and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love the th- I love the smell, too, and it helps you out, not just while traveling, but after a big night out. You know what I mean. Come on. I Come can- on. <laughs> The moon, moon is, is cool. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. The moon <laughs> is cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And Wags, it's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach, wow. green grape, wow, raspberry melon. And lemon lime. That's right, Wags. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. I love Liquid IV. You know why? Why? Because it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the sun... It's hot, hot, hot. Welcome back to Doughboys. Mitch, just you and me now. Emma had to leave. Judd had to leave. Uh, but your, your, your show Love what came mm-hmm. up uh, during the podcast. And people, can ch- people should check that out. They should, Wags. It was a, it was a, it was a good time uh, making that show with, with, like I said, Paul and Leslie, or two of the funniest on earth, and Claudia, who's just, I didn't know her before the show, and she's one of the funniest people around and uh and the whole cast is 
is great. Gillian is such a great actor and amazing and people should, people should check it out. And I was very, uh, I told Judd this, but I was very, uh, uh, honored and, and, and very happy to be a part of it. And it was, uh, it was, it was a great time doing it. And he was on Andrew Santino's podcast mm. and he gave a, uh, they were talking about the show a little bit and gave it a, a shout out. So, uh, the, so I appreciate that. And it was, it was very nice to hear. So whiskey yeah. ginger was, is the podcast. By right. The way. Yes. Andrew Santino's podcast. And, and Mitch, you know, I, I know love was, was big for you, but I think I got something even bigger. Yeah. I've chosen a pie. And you must divine a series of clues to guess what it is. If you get it right, I'll buy you a pie. But if not, you go home empty-stomached. It's time for Pie in the Sky. Pie, pie, which one is in the sky? Baked a pastry that was tasty, but a mystery which kind. And Mitch, alone, giving it his best try. Guessing this'll be the type of this pie. This'll be the type of this pie. So okay, Mitch, I've so, got a series of So, okay, we know we know the fucking rules. It's just a series me. of increasingly obvious clues. Yeah, it's just you. You're competing against yourself. You're getting Should've all left, four clues. Emma left. My mom yeah. isn't even here. My mom is in town and she's at Target. We I called yeah. my mom and she's like, I'm in Target. Sorry. <laughs> she's just not gonna come. <laughs> I mean, she made the right move. I'd rather be a target than be recording this. So, so I get it. Can I? Can I win? Oh, and why? Bombshell. Palmerston coming to a close. Uh, we should clarify when you mentioned that that mm. you're not moving out of L.A. as some people no. might think. Some people might hear that and they'd be like, "Okay, Mitch is going to go to. He's going to go back to Quincy, Mass, which would be a co- completely fine thing to do." But you are mm-hmm. you are moving. It looks like to another place here in the Greater Los Angeles area. That's right. So you're, That's you're right. staying local. I'm staying local. You Moving and I out. still will Look, not see each other in person. We will not. And Wags, you know what? There'll be more record. It's not, this isn't the last record, but Judd asked directly. So I, I spilled the beans. Yes. Uh, we're going to put a plaque in front of Palmerston. That's the plan. That's right. Yes. We're going to, uh, home of original home of Doughboys, uh, mm. and a birthplace of you song. So I've talked to the landlord. They're going to allow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're on board. It's going to be great. People will come be like going to the Adams Mansion in uh, in in Quincy, Mass. I love it. What a what a pull, Wags. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll 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 have a closeout with Palm with Palmerston. We'll sing wow, Green a Days. Blowout party. We'll sing Green Days Time of Your Life or something. It will happen. <laughs> Mitch, uh, here's how this will work. You'll take you'll well, you won't take turns. You alone We'll try to solve increasingly obvious clues. We'll see how quickly you can get this. Now, normally there's a lifeline for Ask Emma, but Emma's not here. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there also is normally an eye test lifeline. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and you know what? That one's still available. If you want to, if you want to 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 take the eye test, I will share mm-hmm. a close up photo of the pie. Now, is there a way for me to not win? I think if you take all, if they're all four clues, you get through, mm-hmm. and you somehow don't get it. Then yeah, that has to count as a loss. I'm not okay, sure what right, else fine. to say. So yeah, right. if you and and I think it would be pretty tough for you to not get this. No, it's usually very dumb and easy. Well, by the time the last, well, okay, calm down. Not easy to come up with the clues. I have to write them from scratch. Um, it, it's uh, it's oftentimes by the time we get to the end, rather, it's pretty straightforward what we're actually looking at. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, All right. third third clue. Well, yeah, but there's four clues, so it should be by that point. All right. Well, calm down. Go. I feel like All you're critiquing the game. It's a good game. All right, first up. Robert De Niro has directed two films, A Bronx Tale and A Clue to This Pie. A Bronx Tale and A Clue to This Pie. Yes. Shit, what's, what's the other movie that... Didn't- De Niro, De Niro directed. Hmm. Robert De Niro has directed two films, A Bronx Tale and A Clue to This Pie. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Wags. Wow, okay. I, so that's one strike. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Grape that's one strike. Pie. Your guess is grape pie? Mm-hmm. So you think that Robert De Niro directed a film with with grape in the title? Yeah. Like What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I guess. I guess that's not a terrible guess. That's a movie. The Grape Escape. Well, that okay, that's not that's not a movie, so that's not as good of a guess. Uh, grapes oh, of Wrath. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, he could have done a Grapes of Wrath remake. He did not, though. Mm-hmm. No, that one that, that you are not right. It is not Grape Pie. Also, not a pie. So that's yeah. another that's another issue with that guess. <laughs> not a movie, not a pie. Um. All right, all right. Let's keep going here. Okay. Next clue. Next clue in okay. Pie in the Sky. This pie is British in origin, not German, though its name evokes an animal from Deutschland. Hmm. No, I want to say shepherd pie, but it's not shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Mitch, you have one pie in the sky. Wow. Shepherd's pie? Why did you not think it could be shepherd's pie? It's shepherd's pie. The good, is it The Good Shepherd? Is that the other movie that he directed? The Good Shepherd is his film with Matt Damon. I thought if I said Matt Damon, it would tip it off too much. Yeah, probably would have. Yeah, but yeah. The Good Shepherd. I forgot about The Good the Shepherd. Good, the Good Shepherd, his CIA movie. He directed The Bronx Tale. Uh, Bronx Tale. Uh, 30 years go by, he directs another movie, and that's it. Now he's in The War with Grandpa or whatever. Wow. War with Grandpa. Yeah, he's doing all right. The the third clue, I think you definitely would have gotten it by this one. If you like your pie savory, this pie is not bad. Mm, I maybe would have said like lamb pie or mutton pie okay, or yeah. something. All right. So I guess I guess we're good. We're stopped there. Uh hey, that was pie in the sky. Congratulations, Mitch. Next time I see you, I'll buy you a pie. Uh, which I imagine next time I'll see you will be uh in another city when we're on tour. Yeah. So maybe in Phoenix in January. But you know what? If there's a shepherd's pie somewhere, you gotta buy it for me. Start tweeting at us now. They have oh, yeah, the, there was a uh, hand pie place. Corn, we, we, we Cornish went, pasties there. We have the yeah, Cornish, Cornish pasties. pasties. Those are damn good. Well, you warm me one of those when we get there. We'll check those out if our Phoenix show isn't canceled again. Uh, which Why? A, I'm staying be. in L.A. for the holidays. You're Come on. It's true. I don't believe it. It's I'll happening. believe it when I see it. I I'm don't sta- think you will. I I'm think you're going back to Quincy. For the holiday. No, you're, I'm you're staying here. You're not staying in LA for the holiday. I am. You know, I'm staying here. You said holidays. You mean Thanksgiving? Yeah. You mean Christmas? Yeah. New you Year's? mean New Year's? That's right. The big the three. The big three? You're going to be here, here for, for all, all of those? Three. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. That's right. Is Wait, hold on. 
is your mom also going to be out here for the holidays? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck does that have to do with anything? She won't be here for New Year's. Just like a restaurant, about your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. And hey, we have a voicemail today. Let me go ahead and share this. A Christmas in Hollywood. Merry Christmas, dude. Whoa, Bart. (laughs) Merry Christmas, dude. Whoa, Mo. (laughs) Merry Christmas, dude. Whoa, Whoa, Homer. Season one, Homer. All the Hollywood stars are here. And look, there's Apu. Hi, Apu. He's wow, shy. he's waving back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's listen to this voicemail. Mm-hmm. Hey, Doughboys, this is Katie from Long Beach, California. I was just calling to ask, since the holiday season is upon us, what is your most ideal holiday plate? I would say mine would be turkey, stuffing, gravy, the jelly cranberry sauce. Uh, mm. green bean casserole and probably something else I'm forgetting but I would love to know what your holiday plate consists of uh, cheers to the burger brigade bye love you fuck that shit hell yeah from Long Beach too how about that it's very funny to just hear someone like what plate would you have at, at like the holidays mine's this, this and then just kind of she zoned out she like lost interest in the call. She's like in something else. That's very SoCal energy. Yeah. You see it from me from time to time. You just lose interest in whatever's going on. The weather's too nice. That's it's, it's a uh, hot hell. It's a hot hellhole today. It is way too hot for November. For uh yeah, the, the climate change is awful. What did um, I say? Uh, I, 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 my, I myself would make a turkey plate. You know, last year we did have a. What do we have? Uh, cor- what's 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 the what's the corned beef? No, not corned beef. We had a like a, a, a roast. Pro- are you describing a, a protein, a side dish, a roast protein? beef, like a a, a roast like beef? A, okay. What what are you gonna Tam O'Shanter? Which we're gonna have dinner with. We're gonna we're gonna have dinner at Tam O'Shanter together soon. Wow, that'll be fun. Uh, the yeah, it's a fucking asshole. No, that will be fun. I meant it sounded that sarcastic. Right, well, I wasn't trying to be like, sarcastic. What is that called? That's a uh, prime rib. Prime rib. Oh yeah, like a prime rib. Sure. Prime rib is damn good. That's like a good damn. It's an indulgence. Yeah. But I don't know. I love it. I. I there's some people out there who it's this is kind of like uh this is it's the pie versus cake sort of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's that sort of thing of like come on. That that fight should end. We be like yes. you can like pie, you can like cake. Stop the fights. And for me, it's the same thing with turkey. Like a turkey dinner is good. Yeah, I'm uh I, I think I'm on board with a like like for 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 De- if we're talking because we're here in the ho- we're in December now. Uh, this mm-hmm. episode's coming out in December, and I I think if we're talking about a Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. I mean turkey is. I think I think I do want turkey. Although I always associate ham with with uh, with 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 December. I feel like the Christmas meal in our extended family's household. Like the difference between that and Thanksgiving is the presence of a ham. 
I feel like mm. there's a big old ham. And so I always think of having a plate full of ham, which I do like. Mitch, Mitch I know you're a ham skeptic. I'm look, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to yuck your yum. Why? Cuz I, I I don't I think that that's fine to be a to be a ham mm. man. Yeah. Uh hell. That means there's two hams at the table if you ask me. Hey. Low blow. Yeah, you know you know Nick is yucking it up with his family and friends. <laughs> We're all sitting quietly and eating. No dad, eye contact. I feel like I text your dad more than you do. Yeah. He likes you. The so uh, but I also as far as a th- as as far as a December plate like uh, or, or a Christmas plate Mm, I, I associate stuffing less with it, even though I like stuffing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, mashed potatoes are great, but if I can get some scallop potatoes, I feel like mm. that's the right context for some scallop potatoes, and that's a fun side. Uh, I agree mm. with Katie on the green bean casserole. Um, that's always a lot of fun. And I, well, I look, a thing I always associate with going to my grandma's house is she would have those little cups of carnation like uh, uh, ice cream that were yeah. like they were like the they were like self-contained little cups with a little shitty wooden spoon and they had like either strawberry or or chocolate sauce in it uh, with vanilla ice cream and I do I had those carnation cups I do really really like and I do really associate with the holidays obviously a slice of pie or something like that but that's a that's a nice little treat a little ice cream novelty yeah pie cake and ice cream I, I you know whichever one you want getting yeah. getting getting getting. You know what? Hell, get all three of them. But for a plate, I do like turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing. Uh, you know, some some corn or peas or whatever, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever the greens you're getting in there. Um, Why? Well, this is a picture of my plate last year, and it was fantastic. There's the prime rib, mm-hmm. ma- mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, couple rolls, couple dinner rolls. Now you described it as green bean casserole, but that looked like blo- broccoli florets. There Those was broccoli beans? florets next to the green bean casserole. Wow. And, and Mitch looks like he got something else on there, and I don't know if that's a biscuit or a dinner roll, but that's a thing that that's a big thing for me is like that big old dinner roll. Yeah, I, I, I love a dinner up. roll or some cornbread. Yeah, man, you know what? we didn't talk about the bread basket on the Capitol Grill episode. That was a great bread basket. It's bread a great basket. It is a great, great bre- bread basket. It was a great bread basket, Wags. It is. We loved it. And this salted butter, you get the salted butter, and there's like yeah, a, a nice bunch of different. Pat. Every single, it was like, how many different types of bread? Four? Four different types of bread, each of them was good. Each one was good. We should have dedicated more time. We should have gotten Nagin's thoughts on the the bread basket, because it was a very, very high-quality bread basket. Yeah, you had like a crispy wafer. You had a um, a, a more classic roll. Uh, You had a... Uh, there was a there was like a, a an onion um, mm. like Gruyere bread that I yep. thought was delectable, and then there was a big old brown bread. Yeah, there was great was selection. One, one was like an everything bread. Did you say right? Like a, that was yeah. The, the the roll had kind of like an everything seasoning on it. It was quite good. I feel like the holidays. That is what it. The holidays reminds me of dipping bread into mashed potatoes. Like that's what I want to yeah. do. I want to dip a roll into mashed potatoes and gravy. That's Just what I starch want. on starch. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. fun. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do for a veggie meal. I honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like, yeah, it's, it, it's the, the emission of a protein. It becomes a little bit tricky. I'll figure something out. I guess I could have some mac and cheese or something. Are you going to leave out? Are you going to leave for Santa uh, crumbled up impossible meat? <laughs> 
What the fuck is this? Uh, if you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DO. That is 830-463-6844. And hey, hit us up with your holiday plates. Hashtag holiday plate on social <laughs> media. Well, you can really tell the year is coming to a close. <laughs> Hashtag holiday plate. Yes. And you got a punch up? No. Hashtag... Jolly plate. Ha! The plate that oh, will make you jolly. Hashtag ho ho hungry. Okay, hashtag ho ho hungry. Should it be should it be ho ho hungry? Yeah, ho ho hungry. Okay, hashtag ho ho hungry. Hashtag holiday plate. Uh, this is how we're closing out the Judd Jolly episode. He's not gonna listen to this. Hit us up on social media. Let us know your holiday plates. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, you can join the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys if you want even more. And Mitch, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Wow. Until next time, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eatings. See ya. Coming soon on Doughboys. You tell anybody else, oh, he ate my hot dog. They'll say, so? It was eight years ago. What, what's your problem? But you weren't there. You weren't in the moment. This is Man Bites Dog, a Dovestigation podcast from Doughboys Media. Years of vilification for something I do not need to be vilified for. Years. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a headgum podcast.